Blog Talk Radio.
up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I am, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hello, Mac. Are you here? Can you hear me? Yep, Mac, right? I can hear you. Well. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Glad to have you on the show, man. Everything good with you? Yeah. Doing good, man. Just finished watching the NFL Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, we definitely going to talk about that for sure. You know, um, we're going to talk about that, what's going on with the, with the uh, you know, Mets and the Yankees after their trading deadline. Uh, of course, the the Subway Series that just passed and went. Uh, we're also going to talk about what's going on in, um, uh, you know, WWE, of course, as usual. And um, anything else that's uh, that um, you know, you fans want to talk about, you know, you um, you you know, you guys want to talk about, you know. Of course, you know the number is nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You know, um, with that, you know, I, I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sports Urban Legend. And uh with that um yeah let's um let, let, let's talk about um uh you know the 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 trading deadline that just came and went in in baseball um you know a lot of teams made some blockbuster moves uh you know Rangers they acquired Beltron uh you know from the Yankees um they also got um uh Jonathan Lucroy uh, the, the the coveted catcher, um, the most coveted catcher in this uh, trading deadline um, uh, this year. They acquired him. Mets were, were after him, but you know Rangers. Uh, they they made the they you know sacrificed top prospects in order to get him. And yep. um, you know I, Rangers are cl- the clear winners of of this uh, trading deadline. Um, you know obviously the Yankees. Uh, you know they were in sell mode for the first time since '89, when uh, they traded away, um, you know, Ricky Henderson in '89, which catapulted the A's to their uh, last uh, um, World Series championship in '89. Which, uh, you know, current uh, Mets GM Sandy Alderson, the grandfather of uh, Saber Matrix, uh, he was the GM of uh, that uh, championship team. Uh, he also made a, a big move, and uh, unlike the Yankees, you know, the Yankees, you know, obviously, they saw the writing on the wall, they saw it was, you know, time to sell and try to bolster their farm system, uh, which they did, uh, Mets, on the other hand, these past two seasons, uh, Mets have went for it, uh, obviously, last year, they made the gigantic, um, unexpected Joanna Cespedes trade, after they uh, vetoed the Carlos uh, Gomez trade, which would have brought uh, Gomez back to New York as a Met, um, you know, because they felt, you know, there was some health concern. As a result, they made an even bigger trade and got Yohan Cespedes, and, you know, the rest of his history, you know, uh, that Cespedes trade, uh, you know, he that that move uh, catapulted the Mets uh, to the to the World Series uh uh, unfortunately, it was in a losing effort to the to the Royals, but 
you know, a valiant effort nonetheless, uh, which was also coupled with uh, previous trades of uh, Johnson and Uribe and uh, the call-up, the Major League debut of Conforto uh, of that past year. Uh, this year, they were in a similar situation. Uh, Mets started off strong, and then inj- the injury, blo- injury bug and inconsistency, uh, you know, at the plate. At one point, they were batting 204, which, uh, at the, you know, which was uh, tied for the worst batting, uh, batting average with runners in scoring position in Mets history. Um, so they, you know, they of course they acquired uh, Kelly Johnson earlier this year um, to get him back, um, and uh, obviously he's had some home runs here and there. You know, obviously he hasn't had the same impact as he did last year, and uh, you know the Mets saw the writing was on the wall. They're a few games over 500, but they've been losing games at a rapid pace. So what did they do in the trading deadline? They acquired uh, Jay Bruce. You know who's uh, who 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 was leading the league in RBIs at the point he had like 80 RBIs, which was the first time ever in Major League history uh, since they've uh, kept track of the RBI uh, statistic uh, since 1920. That our first time that a guy the RBI leader got traded, you know, you know at the trading deadline. And uh, Jay Bruce, uh, you know, he has. Now he has 27 home runs, uh, 80 plus RBIs, um, probably about 87 or so off the top of my head. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a big move. It was a move that the Mets had to do. Uh, obviously, um, since Jay Bruce uh, debuted uh, in the major league since uh, 08, he's had I think, over 233 home runs, which leads the the National League in home runs. But I mean, I, I think he's a, to me, I mean, obviously he's a very good player. He's a slugger. But I don't know, to me, I could be wrong, but, you know, he seems a little overrated. You know, he plays in a city, you know, in, a, you know, um, in a Cincinnati, you know, where it's, you know, easy to hit home runs over there. Um, but, you know, you know, he, he, he finally made his impact uh, in the Subway Series. So, um which we're going to get into in a few seconds. Um, game one, you know, the Yankees, uh, they they came back from behind and beat the, the Mets. Um, trying to remember what score it was. It was, I think, 6-5, if my memory served me right. You know, uh, Addison Reed had a, had his worst performance in his Met career, blew, blew a two-run lead uh, in the eighth. Uh, the, you know, the Mets, you know, Basically, the the offense, you know, and the pitching wasn't wasn't there that day. And then uh, game two, uh, you know, the Mets offense uh, was alive for the first time in seemingly a long time. Uh, they scored seven runs. Uh, the Mets uh, gave up. Uh, trying to remember, they gave up a solo home run to Gregorius in the ninth to to uh, you know spoil the shutout. Um, but you know, Mets even of the series. So going to City Field, I mean rather uh, Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Uh, the series series is tied uh, to to one apiece. Uh, they split the series at uh, City Field. So coming into uh, Wednesday's game, Mets was trying to uh, take the. You know, both teams were trying to uh, 
you know, take the first game of the, you know, of this the Subway Series and take a 2-1 lead. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, me, me, you, and a, a cousin of mine, we went. Uh, you know, it was a great atmosphere, and uh, unfortunately, the Mets had a Mets had a, um, you know, they had a two nothing lead. The Yankees came back, tied the game up, or, or or did they score three runs in that inning? They might have scored three runs in that inning. Uh, I think in yeah, bottom, I think, in the think, bottom third. Yeah, the, I think the Yankees went ahead three two, three two right, in the and then afterwards, bottom uh, we were you know in the concession stand just trying to get food before we sat down. Literally before we could even put our fannies to the seat, uh, Teixeira, uh, you know, he sent a text message o- over the wall, and uh, the match. match- <laughs> he was definitely <laughs> on the mark, Teixeira, for sure. And uh, you know, you you and uh, a cousin of mine, huge Yankee fans, you know, you know, I I got a lot of heat for that, obviously, you know, but it was all good, you know. And, well, no, nah, actually, it wasn't all good. I, I'm not going to front. I, I, I didn't like the Mets losing, you know, obviously, of all teams to the Yankees. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Yankees added more runs uh, to that game. Uh, you know, basically, Matt's, uh, next time Matt's face to share, he threw at his foot. Um, you know, to share didn't like that, obviously. Whether it was intentional or attention, inten- intentional or unintentional, uh, you know that's that's up for debate. Um, and then, yeah, it did. Uh, the, the 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 bullpen cleared. You know, I don't know if he did on purpose. I mean, he never, he doesn't usually. Uh, you know, he usually doesn't. Uh, Mass never did that. I mean, I don't know if he was PO'd about giving up the home run. You know. And apparently after the game, both guys were talking about how much they both respect each other. So, I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional or not. I mean, you know, I can't, I honestly can't say whether it is or not, you know. But, um, obviously, there there was another thing. It was Mark Teixeira Day that day. You know, he had the home run, he got plonked, and almost got a fight with two Mets because later that, later that game, uh, he got inside Robles' head, you know. Hey, I I admit it, you know. I'm a Miss fan, but yeah, he he got into Robles' head. It was clearly obvious. Robles overreacted, man. What about the show stealing his side, which Shara clearly wasn't? And Shara decides, okay, if this guy thinks I'm stealing his side, I'm just gonna like play it off like I am. And then you see like Robles getting getting like affected by that, and him not being able to pitch. Yeah. I've never seen like a pitcher let a player on base get into his head like that. For real, I mean, you you you're absolutely right. The last time I saw, uh, you know, another player got into another player's head. Uh, you know, Clemens threw a broken bat at at Piazza in uh, Game Two <laughs> of the World Series. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you know, he really got into you know uh, he really got into Robles's head and. You know, it, it really it worked. You know, it, Robles. I mean, the so far in this series, Met, the Mets have been having some uh, the bullpen guys, uh, Teixeira and uh, no, not Teixeira. What am I saying? Robles and, and uh, Reed. They were having. You know, you know. I don't know if it's coincidence. You know, putting pressure on themselves because it's a Subway Series, or you know, they just happen to have bad games. 
you know, during this series, but yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't looking good for the Mets, you know. So basically, you know, um, uh, Mets, I think they lost with a final score of what? Nine, I'm trying to remember, nine to five, nine, nine to four. four. Probably nine yeah. to four. And, uh, you know, a good day for the Yankee fans, you know. You know, Yankee fans, you know, being the sore winners that they are, talking smack, you know, after the victory. And, you know, but you guys don't. After you guys beat us, okay. We have to. We have to retaliate. You <laughs> guys always talking smack. What are we supposed to do? Take the high road? We we can't always take the high road. You know, we got to, you know, sometimes do down to your guys' level. <laughs> All right. So uh, when I'm Yankee fans celebrate, don't say nothing. Let us what celebrate happened? in the in let let Yankee fans celebrate. You know, hey, we can we can have fun too. You know, we're, we're, I mean, we're not even going to the playoffs for Christ's sake. Well, the way how the Mets are playing, they might not make it to the playoffs either because the the offense is inconsistent. Uh, you know, uh, they the you know basically they can't score any runs. The starting pitcher at times have been a little shaky, you know. I mean, Red didn't have a good game. Uh, Syndergaard didn't have a good game on uh, Friday night, you know. that. I mean, what can I say? I mean, the, the Mets have to score some runs, basically. I mean, they did score yeah. what uh, – I'm trying to remember how many runs they scored. They scored, what, five runs yes, uh, um, on sat- Saturday night. And they literally – oh, but before I get to that, let me finish uh, the – the rest of the series, um, uh, Mets uh, did uh, win, you know, bounce back and win Game Four, the final game by the final score four to one. Um, you know, uh, Familia got the save and everything. And uh, Bruce, Jay Bruce, man, you can't bring that guy down, man, because you know you you guys are you know you Yankee fans, you know, talking smack about Bruce. You know, Bruce didn't get a hit, his first hit. As a Met was a three-run home run, and that proved to be the game winner, you know. So you gotta give Bruce some credit. Good for and, him. You know he um, trying to what else happened. So basically, Mets re- bounced back, won the, the the game by the final score of four to one, and as a result, they split uh, the the series uh, two two uh, you know two to two. So. Uh, barring a miraculous uh, playoff berth by both teams, uh, they're not going to face each other, um, you know, this year, most likely. And um, then, uh, as a result, um, after that, the Mets, uh, you know, they're they're currently playing with the Tigers. Uh, They lost uh, game one. Well, actually, they lost both games. They lost uh, the first game... Um, trying to remember the score. Um, I think yeah, four to three. Syndergaard gave up all four all four runs. You know he didn't have he didn't have it uh, yesterday. Um, what you gonna call it? Um, I think Bruce Bruce might have hit a home run one of those games. I can't one of these two Tiger games. Might have been today. I uh, might have been Saturday night. I'm, I think. But in any case, um. Um, Mets, you know they they failed to, you know they 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 haven't won these these two games. They're gonna try to win uh, the well, it's not even a rubber game. They're gonna try to avoid the sweep uh, later later today. 
Um, yeah, um, who pitched? Oh, yeah, Verrett. He didn't. He didn't pitch well. The Mets had to come back. Uh, they had. They had. Uh, Granderson hit. You know, hit a home run. I think Bruce hit a home run today too. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but in any case, uh, how did the Mets lose? You ask. How did Mets find a way to lose this time? Well, I'll tell you, folks. If you didn't watch, uh, basically, Mets had a rally off their former closer, K-Rod. They had two people on, I think, with with two outs. And um, I can't remember who who got the base hit. And rounding third, coming home, was Bruce. Here's the throw to the plate, perfect throw to the plate, and he is out. They didn't even replay. They didn't even review the play because uh, on the the review, the, the SNY replay is they showed that the, um, they uh, they initially thought that he he slid in, he slid in before even though the throw beat him. They thought he um, you know um, Bruce slid his foot in, but when they looked closely, uh, even after the uh, umpire said they weren't going to review the play. Uh, they noticed that he never touched the he didn't touch the plate, period. So either way, he would have been out anyway. So right. Mets lose the the first two games of the uh, you know of of the series with the Tigers, and they're gonna try to avoid the sweep. But uh, switching gears with the Yankees, Yankees got some big news of their own. They uh, you know Teixeira announced uh, uh, before the Indian series that. Uh, he's gonna call it a you know a career at, at you know at the end of this season, and uh, now Arod is going might um, announce they might announce that they're gonna release Arod um, later today. Or that he's retiring, maybe. Or maybe that he's retiring because he is. I think they say he's four home runs four home runs shy of uh, you know hitting 700, and. Uh, so it should be def- we'll definitely tell you next week what what the news is about. So it's going to be interesting what this news is about. And uh basically um Yankees lost earlier Saturday night uh um Miller, he came back and uh you know, closed the game against the Yankees and um you know, by the final score of 5 to 2. Um I'm trying to, well basically, you know, Yankees are in a unfamiliar territory. They haven't been in this in a situation like this since, you know, '89. They're they're gonna try to uh, rebuild, and hopefully uh, have a resurgence like they did in the the '90s during the Derek Jeter, you know, Mariano Rivera, Pettit, Brandy Williams era. So, you know, Yankees have one of the best, uh, you know, team prospects. Uh, minor league prospects in the game, you know, some people rank them second, some people rank them first. So, you know, Yankees, you know, what come futurize, you know, the sky's the limit, you know. If uh, you know, they make the right moves, you know, they you know, they'll they'll be back they'll be back in October in no time and make some, you know, wise free agent uh signings like the good old days. You know, the Yankees will be back. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this farm system. You know, all these prospects that we got, in, you know, just put us a top uh, baseball on our top um, farm system right now. You know, it's it, we have to be patient. You know, this is a uh, this is 
not a, a familiar territory for Yankee fans. Yankee fans have been uh, used to winning for the last 20 years, but, you know, you got to be patient and you got to wait it out. You know, we can't win a World Series every year, and it's been, what, seven years since we won our last World Series, so, you know, it's probably going to be another maybe five, ten years before we win another one, maybe, but got to be patient. Guys, see how these young guys do in the farm system. Got to, you know, build, continue building, helping these guys grow, and eventually we'll have a great team again. And uh, Yankees will come back better than ever and destroy these other teams like the Zika virus. Oh, my goodness. No, you're not going there. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, Yankee, Yankees, you know, they're, you know, they just, you know, they got Cashman. You know, if Cashman can... Survive these couple of years. They give him. The, they have the patience to stay with him. You know, he. You know, he has the the resume that proves that he's a championship winning uh, GM. So, yeah, you know, they they gotta stick with the plan. And stick with him. Yeah. Um. Shifting gears. Let's uh, let's um. Uh, talk about the NFL. You know, congratulations to the Hall of Famers, Tony Dungy. Uh, the legendary, um, you know, head coach, you know, of the Colts, you know, obviously during the, uh, you know, obviously, you know, highlighted by their championship season, you know, you know, when, uh, when the, when the, you know, uh, when Peyton won his first uh, uh, NFL title, you know, which obviously Peyton's going to be a future Hall of Famer in a few years, uh, um, Bret Hart. I mean, not Bret Hart. Bret, Bret Favre, I mean. I'm thinking <laughs> WWE for something. Bret Favre, I mean. My fault. <laughs> Which, you know, obviously, you know. You know well, most of them are champions, so. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Bret Favre, you know, obviously, he's, you know, he he, he just went in out, so. <laughs> yes, Bret Hart did go into the WWE Hall of Fame years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, Bret she, Favre. It, it, when you, you think say? about it, both of them do have very similar things in common, you know? Yeah, they are. They are working men, you know, blue-collared men who, you know, hardworking, you know. Yeah. You know, guys who, you know, who have to, you know, overachieve to, you know, be champion and, you know. And they're both great at their sport. Yeah. I, I, yeah, they're, yeah, I, I, obviously, no doubt about that. So, yeah, there are there are some similarities now that you mention it. Um, yeah. But you know, congratulations to, to them and you know all the you know all the the inductees, man. What's your thoughts, man? Yeah, I thought you know I didn't see all of it. I just saw some a portion of it, but I saw the Tony Dungy speech, which I thought was great. You know, one of the greatest coaches uh, we've ever seen in the NFL. Um, and of course, I saw the Brett Favre speech, which was at the end when he had some stories about his NFL playing days. Um, thanks to one of his coaches, um, ma- um, mainly um, his first coach, uh, Mike Holmgren, who coached them um, in Green Bay and won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, Brett uh, Favre is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know. Uh, one of the, the only quarterback to throw um, for 3,000 yards 18 years in a row. I don't think you'll ever see a quarterback do that again. So, yeah. you know, it's well-deserved. You know, it's about time that he got inducted. And, you know, um, he's one of the greats. You know, there won't be another one like him. 
You're absolutely right, man. And the Remember former Jets. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, very, very briefly. Um, but yeah, you're 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 right, man. Um, yeah, they'll never be another Brett Favre. I mean, the only negative thing you could say about him is kind of like he was the football version of Cy Young. I mean, he has, you know, he he threw for the most touchdown touchdown passes at you know one point, and um, you know, but he also threw for the most interceptions, you know. But I mean that's yeah. you know that comes with the territory, you know. He's a gunslinger, a, gu- a gunslinger. Yep. He, he you live you live and die by the gun. That's mm-hmm. the story of a cowboy. Yep. But um, yeah. I mean, congratulations to him and you know all the inductees. You know, it's well, well deserved. Yeah, congrats. And um, um. Also, uh, shifting gears, you, um, yeah, you were telling me that uh, off the air that uh, Knicks are interested in uh, Lance Stevenson, the former. Yeah, they're looking into that. Yeah, the Knicks, Knicks aren't yeah. playing, man. That'd they're be a great to... timing because Lance could, you know, come off the bench, give him some defense, rebounding, passing. You know, he could play four positions on the floor. Mm-hmm. And another Brooklyn guy trying to, you know. Trying to, you know, trying to finally put on the, the orange and blue. Yeah, that'd be it'd be a great pickup. Absolutely, and uh, another sleeper move is uh, Justin Holiday, Drew Holiday, a guy off the bench. You know, he was part of the the Warriors championship team, um, yeah, two years ago. So I mean, you know, that's the that's another sleeper. Not to mention, you know, we got we got a pretty good bench, you know. We got Brandon Jennings, who's who's also an insurance in case if Derrick Rose get hurt. Um, yep. Try, trying to think who else. Um, Kyle Kyle O'Quinn. Yeah, Kyle O'Quinn. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember who else is on this bench. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now, but you know, it's, it's a pretty good bench, and not to mention. You got a starting lineup of of Noah and Melo, who's who's uh who's the captain of the USA team, USA yep. basketball team, and the for the, trying to win another gold, uh, trying to be the first man to win. I think what four gold medals in the NBA or something. Something something. Is it four or three? Uh, maybe it's three. I think. Let me let me do the math. Four. I think 2004 was the Redeem team, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. eight, I think was the first champ. Oh eight, yeah, yeah. He's trying to win. Uh, yeah, he's trying to win uh, his third. Okay. But I think he's the fourth. I think he's the first person to go be on four teams, four mm. Olympic teams. But yeah, he's. I think he's trying to like you said. Because well, he, he was on that team that lost. Right? Yeah, the redeemed the 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 the, the team. Oh eight was the redeemed team. Uh, the other team was the team that won the bronze. Yeah, that was all four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that was just before he came. That was a few years before he went to the Knicks. Yeah. But uh, but in any case, um, yeah, man, um, Knicks Knicks aren't, aren't playing. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna try to shock the world. But then they, then again, they gotta face Durant and the the you know Durant and the Warriors and. Of course, uh, 
you know, James, the defending champion, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. So it's going to be a tough, tough uphill battle. But now at least the Knicks have somewhat of a fighting chance, you know, against those guys. But uh, team chemistry and, you know, hard work, you know, they need, they're going to need to display that. With the guys they have, uh, they should definitely have that, you know, playing yeah. some old school Nick basketball. So they're gonna need they're gonna need to be perfect to try to you know outtop those guys if they face them in the playoffs. Yeah, for real. I'm just hoping they could be competitors here and make to make the playoffs and then see what happens from there. You know. Oh yeah. Because once you get to the playoffs, anything is possible. Exactly. So I'm not. I'm not out here saying, oh, they're gonna win the championship. No, you know. Yeah. Being realistic, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna win the championship, but you know, if they can make the playoffs, then we can see what happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um. Yes. Uh, switching gears with the WWE. Um, I'm trying to think what happened. Um. Um, New Day got attacked by um by um the club, you know, Carl Anderson and um Luke Gallows. And apparently uh as a result uh Big E has a, a groin problem, so hopefully it won't be a factor when he defends the title uh the tag team titles against uh the club uh in uh excuse me. You know, in uh, what you want to call it, SummerSlam in a few weeks. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, what else major happened? RKO. On the on oh yes, right. Thank you, thank you. That's what I was trying to remember. The RKO on Orton. Uh, I mean, not on Orton, rather uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, when uh, Paul Heyman was doing the speech, and literally, like seconds after. After um after after um Paul Heyman said that he's ne- that he's never gonna be able to do the RKO and just like the saying goes, Orton hit an RKO out of Norway and uh, basically was taunting Paul Heyman. So what happened on uh, Tuesday night. Um, basically, um, you know uh, Brock Lesnar invaded Raw and. And uh, gave uh, Randy Orton the RKO, uh, and uh, you know he interrupted the match uh, with um, Orton. Uh, who was Orton fighting against? Um, I think it was a jobber. I can't remember who, who it was. Who was? It? It was in Heath Slater. You know, WWE bringing back jobbers now. Yeah, they're 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 going back to the you know bringing jobbers now. Well, I guess that's better than having people having 500 records, like the like, you know, like having people win, lose, win, lose, win. I mean, that's fine. Winning and losing to the same person is fine at times, but it can't be the norm. Yeah. You know I mean, at one point, it's the it's gonna devalue the wins. Yeah, exactly. And uh, which is basically what happened to Dolph Ziggler on Raw. You know, uh, no, not not on Raw, rather on SmackDown, he uh, he got challenged by Brock Lesnar, not not Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, for the um, number one contendership, and the problem with um, Dolph Ziggler for the past couple of years, he's been 
you know, he's been used as a, a, a jobber, you know. You know, they, you know, he's a very talented guy, but they, you know, they make him lose, you know, a lot. You know, even though, you know, in the past he's been a two-time champion. But uh, Dean Ambrose and uh, Ziggler had a heartfelt, uh, you know, promo they had in the beginning, you know, talking about their careers and talking about how far they had this scrape and claw to get their way to the top. And uh, Dolph Ziggler even uh, referenced, uh, you know, he was with the Spirit Squad, even though technically it was a different gimmick. I think his his character name was Nikki or something like that. So yeah. technically Dolph Ziggler and and the the Spirit Squad character were two different characters. But, you know, that it, him acknowledging, you know, his Spirit Squad past brought realism to uh, the promo, you know. And Dolph Ziggler did bring up a you know excellent point you know even though you know I am a, Dolph, uh, a Dean Ambrose fan you know that he did get that push from the beginning you know starting out with uh, you know the the Shield so I mean sure the the authority held him back but he did he did have a a, a huge start he ne- he was never you know like a jobber but um, yeah. Uh, you know, it should be an interesting matchup. And, uh, you know, um, Dolph Ziggler defeated uh, Brock Lesnar. Not Brock Lesnar. Why can't you saying Brock Lesnar? I mean, Bray Wyatt. And, uh, you know, the the the, the title match is, is intact. So we will, in fact, have Dolph Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE title. And... Um, SummerSlam, so that that's gonna be an interesting uh, pay-per-view event. Um, Sasha Banks, she's gonna she's gonna uh, defend her title, newly win one you know crown title uh, for you know against um, Charlotte, and uh, congratulations to uh, Sasha Banks. She got recently married, Lana as well to Rusev. So congratulations to both of those ladies. Yeah, Enzo didn't know he was trying to. She was trying yeah. to flirt with Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, that kind of ruins the the storyline. I, I, but with WWE, I don't think they mind anyway. Because so <laughs> days after she gets married, you know, after Enzo, I guess the the proposal wasn't enough to make her break up her real life relationship. <laughs> I guess I guess uh, Enzo was gonna be upset if someone asked him how how you doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in any case, um, uh, I'm sure there's some other major stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown. I'm just drawing a blank. Um, Can you think of something? Well, John Cena got beat up again. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. That's what I'm trying to remember. Uh, AJ challenged John Cena again to another rematch. Uh, as you know, um, AJ Styles defeated John Cena in their first matchup two months ago. John Cena got the victory in the six-man tag team match when he pinned uh, AJ Styles uh, for the victory. Um, but now they're gonna now they're gonna have another one-on-one matchup. So that should be definitely interesting. Uh, I think they should have saved it for WrestleMania, but you know, hey, SummerSlam is a big event as well. So maybe if they do this, hopefully they'll they'll um. Hold back on this and not make them fight each. Other. I don't want this to be like 
you know, like Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, Byron uh, Baron Corbin, but uh, I, I, I don't. I think it's a long way to go before it gets to that. But yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, because it's a very, it's still a very interesting matchup, still a dream matchup. But I hope they don't water it down like Stefan Arkell on Family Matters. You know, <laughs> you know, don't don't uh, you know. If it's broke, don't fix it. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Don't don't run things to the well, man. Because, you know, the, this matchup is still interesting, you know. But I hope they don't, I hope they don't milk this. Yeah, I think uh, there'll be a fair and square win this time. Yeah. Right, because, um, yeah, either way, it's going to be a fair win. Unless if he forms a new... Because he was hinting that that the the club isn't bro- broken up, it's expanding. So maybe if you know, if uh, you know, WWE hire some old, you know, some, you know, former WWE veterans, you know, who was in New Japan, maybe Shelton Benjamin, maybe MVP or whoever they have in mind, you know, maybe they could form, you know, they could form a new club in SmackDown and, you know, cost. John Cena the victory again because AJ Styles AJ Styles did hint that they're not broken up they're expanding so what's your what's your thoughts yeah that'd be interesting to see yeah Shelton Benjamin maybe yeah because uh, Shelton Benjamin they confirmed that he is coming back and I think it's on I think it's on SmackDown if I'm not mistaken I think they announced that two weeks ago that he's coming back to SmackDown so. Maybe my 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 uh my guess might come true. And uh, the Al- Amer- the American Alpha they made their debut. You know, uh, it's a group uh you know of Olymp- like uh you know like Olympic style wrestlers. Uh, uh, Gable, I forgot his name. Chad, Chad Gable, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, he was a former Olympian. And uh, Jason Jordan, he he, um, you know, he's an athletic dude as well. So, you know, some people think maybe if Angle come back, he could form a new team Angle with those guys. Oh, that'd be great. And you know, th- th- those guys, uh, you know, they they looked impressive in their debut on SmackDown. So, you never yeah, know. Yeah, they look good. Not bad. Yeah, I think they defeated uh, the the uh, the Vaudevillains, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. Did. Yeah, what's up with WWE? They were they were pushing they were pushing the Vod Villains and now Vod Villains are some jobbers. Uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty much what they are now. I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Source of Religion. I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. You have anything you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show IMAX Saturdays 11. Come back here and check out Sports of Religion every Sundays at midnight. Thank you very much, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Peace, everybody.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.